You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Welcome to episode 10. Episode 10. Marriage Survival Boot Camp. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I can't do that. Whoop, whoop, whoop. How do, what? How do you do that sound, the horn? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I guess. I don't know. I'm, burp, burp. Oh, there you go. Burp, 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 burp. That's burp, what I was burp, trying. Burp. I couldn't think yeah. of it. Sorry. Anyway, welcome to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. I am your hostess, April. And I'm your host, Damon. And uh, this is episode 10, and we're calling it Friends. Friends, yes. So. All sorts of friends. Friends are important to a relationship, and... Uh, yeah, that can be a point of contention if uh, you don't kind of jive on who your friends are and how you have friends. That's exactly it. So uh, let's do some housekeeping and then Always. we'll get right into it. Housekeeping. Let's, let's not copy Dave. No, no, we're not going <laughs> to say it. We're just we're just going to do our thing here. Yes. Do our housekeeping thing. So uh, you're listening to us on the You Gonna Meow podcast network, and of meow. course, uh, meow, <laughs> aw. And this is, uh, you know, this isn't the only show for your entertainment. We also have other fine shows, yes. like VHS Vengeance. We have Nick Puente and Dave Lowry doing uh, their takes on B movies from the old VHS days. Uh, very funny uh, uh, show. You should listen to their episodes. Uh, you'll you'll get the dirty details on some of the movies that uh, came out in the 70s and 80s. Uh, some really obscure facts. These guys really know their trivia. And man, they, they really dissect the movie in, yeah. in a way that'll make you want to watch it again, even if it's a horrible movie. So yep, really good fun. Yep. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll kiss 35 minutes. Goodbye. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, another fine show you should listen to on the You Gonna Meow podcast network is Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. Uh, she covers ghost stories, folklore, legends, that sort of thing, all the supernatural stuff. She'll bring on, she brings on uh, comedians uh, from near and afar to, uh, to sort of joke about the uh, the things that scare people, the, the the creepy things that go bump in the night, uh, and uh, yeah, their their uh, their jokes uh, on this subject are, are pretty funny as well. Also very interesting because you get a little bit of history and a little bit of comedy. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely very entertaining, it's a really fun show. So listen to those shows, you know, and, and then maybe come back and listen to us if you're if you're bored. And we uh, we're talking to a couple of folks. Hopefully, we'll have some new podcasts maybe within a month or so. Uh, we'll keep you posted, you know, as we have new things come up. I don't even want to really give anything away just in case something goes wrong because yep. we had one that fell through just before we even got started good. So it happens. It but. happens. So, yeah, the only thing constant is change. And so, you know, keep coming back for new news and new shows and who knows what else. Yeah. Oh, and uh, if you want to hear us talk about any particular aspect of 
uh, mar- of our marriage in Marriage Survival Boot Camp or, or tackle any particular topic, uh, give us uh, drop us an email. Uh, it's uh, at, you can email me or Damon. So you can email April at uh, April at com. And you can email Damon at Damon at com. Yep, that's right. We would love to read about what you think uh, we should talk about about our marriage. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any subject that's taboo. We'll, we'll try to cover it as best we can. Yeah, definitely. So, um, like we said, coming into this, we're going to talk about friends. Friends. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, just so that we give credit where credit was due, that was uh, You're My Best Friend by Queen. But if yep. you didn't know that, what is wrong with you? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about friends. So we were kind of talking about this going into it. Um, and I guess we're going to start with talking about since we've known each other since we were 13 years old, like the kind of friends we had growing up. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but before we met, so up until the age of 13, I had had, uh, three childhood girlfriends that, um, this sounds really horrible, but I spent different amounts of time with different with different with each of the three girls doing different things like yeah. one girl was stephanie she was like my kind of like my metal friend and we went skating together and we had like a whole set of friends that were kind of based out of her high school then i had a girlfriend named deidre who went to the same high school as i did but what was interesting about deidre and i she had a set of friends that was kind of off offshoot from we were like kind of best buds in middle school and then in high school we kind of split a little bit we still hung out a lot and we were still kind of best friends but she kind of had a different set of friends and I had kind of a different set of friends that we kind of gelled with at school if that makes any sense yeah and then there was another girl that I was friends with in middle school um kind of simultaneously with Deidre named Melanie that I was just really tight with and that one was um that was only like two years she went to a different high school and things changed but I think she went to our school for a little while but anyway so um the reason I was mentioning that is because as far as I'm concerned I don't hang out with girls that often yeah, without, uh, those being the exceptions. Those being the exceptions. But yeah. the thing about it is, is when I was in in, in middle school uh, and in high school, and I had boys that I hung out with, and I wanted to spend the night at their house or have them spend the night at my house, it was a no-go. Right. Whereas an adult, I can pick whoever the hell I want to hang out with. So what happened was, is going after high school... Um, I really just navigated towards men more than I do women. Um, but even in high school, I, we were just talking about it. Like we had a core group of friends that I would say would be our lunch table group. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's, that's the group. So it was like you and me, Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, uh, Vince, Gabe, Sam, Clea, Christy, and Amy. Yeah. Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. That, and then in cool senior group. year, yeah. it was Bruno. Bruno yeah. joined the group because he was a foreign exchange student, and he hung out with us. Um, but that was kind of the core group. Gabe came and went. He mm-hmm. had, he he was also one of those people that kind of had a different group that he would hang with because, like, your band friends were different from your art class friends, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and different from your sports friends. And and I, yeah, yeah. Gabe was in uh, on the football team for at right. least a little while. And so, so he yeah, so he had like his sports friends, and then he kind of hang out with he would hang out with us at the lunch table as well so yeah but that core group was the lunch table group and um it was really interesting because we were talking about like you know even then though those groups would splinter like amy sam and clea hung out together a lot um 
uh, and Christy. So it was, what was it? It was Amy and Christy. It was Sam and Clea. Those were like best buddy groups. And then uh, it was, uh, I would hang out with you, Vince, and Eric. And Eric hung out with Amy and uh, Clea a lot. And it, it just, you know... But I found myself more hanging out with the boys. I don't think I ever spent the night at Amy's house, Christy's house, Clea's house, or Sam's house right. ever in four years. So, and we all knew each other pretty well. So I would say, um, I would say I've always gravitated towards hanging with guys. Right. So there's that. So then we were talking about like, well, then that's kind of the jealousy issue, right? Right. Well, it, it could have or been it a jealousy. Been. Yeah. It's a potential for that. So from my end, you know, I. I had kids that I uh, were friends with from school and kids that I were friends with because they were nearby in the neighborhood. And uh, it was, for me, growing up, it was always guys. So I was always hanging out with other guys, you know. But then when in high school, it was, you know, male and female that, that you know, it, did, it, it didn't matter. Just yeah. just whatever worked out in high school. Um, and then after that, I you know, I'm the, I, the thing about me is that I'm a, you know, a shy person and I usually only have one or two tight friends and everyone else is just people I know, you know, people I recognize, people I can hang out with, but they're not necessarily my tightest friends. So right. that's, that's, that's where I come, where that's where I come in with my, with my friendships. So then, yeah. So then we, we try to square both of those things in our relationship. And yeah, we already talked about jealousy or the lack thereof. Right. So you hanging out with guys, Never no problem. You, yeah. No problem for our relationship. So, yeah. yeah. And I would make friends at like, I would make friends at my jobs and stuff. And it tended to have, I guess people called them my work husband. Mm -hmm. I've, I've always heard it talk about my, like my school husband or my work husband, right. which I always thought was an odd, odd thing to say because they were just friends. And I always brought those people home. Like yeah. I would bring them home and introduce them to Damon. And so he, I don't know, it was just a weird situation. But, um, then I guess over the years, uh, when we're not living in our parents' homes and, and after we finally, st and we weren't in separate homes, like through college, um, friendships were kind of varied because right. I had my friends and you had your friends and they kind of sometimes inter inter intermingled and they didn't at talking about after high school. Right. And then, uh, then we got married yep. and started living together. Then, well, actually, we started living together first. Yeah, yeah, and, and those so, are and those you were kind of lumped in with my college friends, yes. the, the folks I met in the dorms, and basically eventually moved out into uh, renting a house with. Those yeah. those were my closest friends in college. Yeah. So the very first time I moved out of the house at the age of twenty three, I moved into a house with four men. Yeah. <laughs> Scandal. <laughs> it was great no actually i wouldn't have traded that for the world that was some of the best times i've ever had and i now look back on it and you know what if sunil and brian and um pete pete look are ever here this i'm really sorry that i was a smoker and i realize now that i just made you guys miserable and i'm very sorry um because I'm a non-smoker now, and I completely understand what I was doing to you, and I'm very sorry. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, but on the kept, other hand, <laughs> you kept you, you kept the house pretty clean. Yeah, you know, I kept is, the house clean, and I did a lot uh, of cooking. Yeah. Among a, a house full of guys, that was no small feat. Oh yeah, it was really wonderful because I would be like, "Do you guys want me to make a menu for the week?" And then everybody would be like, "Yeah," and they would all give me money, and I would go grocery shopping and make dinner. Hey. It was great. <laughs> Living mom. I was the living mom. We laughed about. I was. What did we call it? The uh, scout mom. I yeah. was a scout mom. Is there what I was. Yeah. So, 
But I, and you know what the good news was is I liked all those friends. Right. That worked out. Now, did they all like me? I don't uh, know. I know Sunil and I could butt heads from time yeah, to time. Yeah, that's because you both had strong personalities. Right. Yeah, which is, yeah, which which is a uh, factor that repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> because, you no know, surprise, I'm attracted to strong personality types. That's how I usually pick my friends, and, well, that's how I pick my wife. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I just am naturally attracted to people with outward uh, personalities. And so, yeah, then you put two strong personality types together in the rooms, two type A's, you know, and yeah, they're going to butt heads. Shocking. So yeah, that, uh, that, that happened there and it, it happened uh, several more times, I think. Yeah. It happened several more times. Um, but you know, even though Sunil and I had some moments, he and I actually got along pretty good. And I was asked to this day, we still you know, we'll chat with him from time to time. I really oh, yeah. like Sunil, so yeah. Um, I like his wife. His wife grounded him. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Someone had to. <laughs> um, I love his wife actually, but yeah. So you know, over the years, we kind of had to go from having these kind of uh, separate groups of friends, you know, and then of course with w- once you graduate college and you get jobs. We move away, yeah. and we're kind of just you and me, yeah, because we moved to a new town. Yeah, yeah, and then it's uh, you know we have nobody to hang out with. Yeah, no friends, and that was an interesting problem. I had not ever been in a situation where I wasn't able to glide into a social situation that was already created around me, which is high school, which is your college, which is jobs, just transferring jobs. Because the job I had in Rome, Georgia, I transferred to Atlanta, Georgia within the same company. So, you know, I never had a, I never had a reason to cold, I cold call, cold walk up to somebody and say, hi, my name is April. Who are you? Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. So... That was an interesting problem. It didn't bother you as much as it did me. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just used to it because my approach is so aloof anyway. I just fi- wind up, you know, occasionally talking to people until I find someone I'm comfortable with. And then I start talking to them more. And that's is eventually how we become friends. Yeah. And, you know, an interesting thing that we haven't talked about yet, and I, which is boredom. I yeah. get bored easy. Yep. And one of the problems that presented itself after the after leaving college and getting your first job and moving us about 30 minutes out of Atlanta, which meant new town, new company, new people, I had to find a new job. I had to quit my job in Atlanta, find a new job in Noonan, um, and all of these things. And suddenly... Uh, there is nobody to hang out with, talk to, go do things with, except Damon. Right. And that's a problem. That turned out to be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, because Damon's not a party animal. So. <laughs> and I wasn't necessarily looking for a party animal. But just someone who would be willing to go out and do and dancing, you know, on a regular basis or just yeah. anything like that. The problem is, yeah. Activities and, of various types, yeah. Right, exactly. I, you know, I... And I, at the time, you were just kind of a gamer. Right. Like... You played computer games, and and it's not like we're talking about today. Yeah, like it was like almost all text, wasn't it? Or uh, well, no, complete? there's some graphical games then, but yeah, I was I was playing them quite a bit, and so yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and that left you out in the cold because you really didn't care for those types of games, right. and so that wasn't that wasn't your idea of a weekend of entertainment, right? And we really hadn't developed a, a way of saying like, you know, maybe we should have. 
combined interests that we will do together most of the time, and we will dedicate certain nights of the week or days to personal interest. I was just telling someone about that today. Right. Like he's, a fr- I was talking to a friend who was saying he's thinking about asking the girl he's dating of, to move in, I believe. I don't believe it's marriage, but it, but, yeah. but, but he's nervous about actually having to live with other people. And I told him, I was like, always make sure you have a space to go to. Yeah. That's your own. Um, people joke about man caves and, and she, uh, she caves and all that. Yeah. They're actually important. Um, we don't really have a man cave or a she cave, but we have kind of like dedicated space in the house where our stuff is. Yeah. And like where I have my laptop and my books and my drawing stuff and my crafts. Damon has his place where his desk is with his uh, computer, you know, his big comfy chair and his computer headphones and all that where he games. And then, of course, you know, we agreed that Wednesday nights are game nights. So I just get out of the house. Like that's D&D night. I get out of the house, let them have it. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it is important uh, to have that. But if you uh, if you don't have uh, uh, friendships where you can do your separate things, right. then you rely on each other for those things, and that can be a problem too. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that's and we hadn't developed a lot of interest together yet, either. right? Yeah, at that um, time we didn't. You know, and and that's where uh, people talk about like where financial things come, you know, finances come in to be a problem. That was kind of a problem because we were broke all the time. So we couldn't go anywhere and we couldn't do activities. So we were just stuck at home and, you know, we just hadn't developed a lot. I hadn't developed a lot of personal interest. I mean, I've, I mean, I just went out of high school right into working 24 seven and I hadn't developed any hobbies or anything. So, you know, yeah, you just done six years worth of college and it was just constant studying. And yeah. Yeah, and I, I really, you know, when we moved out to California, I mean, I was friendly with people at work, but none of them became good friends. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, except I guess except for uh, Phil, I was I was getting friendly with Phil, but even then, we weren't both hanging out and doing things together. Right. We were just uh, work workplace acquaintances at that time, and so yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Sorry. And you you did make a friend or two at some of the office places that you worked at i mean yeah. again acquaintance friends which you later actually developed into more Pretty decent friendships decent yeah. friendships but it was actually later it wasn't at the time at the time we as yeah. you said we were so broke and just you were miserable anyway and so it was really yeah. hard to cultivate any type of friendship that allowed us to do a whole lot yeah and i think that probably led to the weight gain and you know the over excessive amount of like consumption of cigarettes and stuff like that i mean it all kind of goes together but yeah um, you know, we did, uh, we never, we were starting to develop a, a pretty good friendship or I felt like with your boss and his wife and Noonan. Right. Yes. They were just starting to, we had been there for about nine months mm-hmm. and they were just starting to inv- invite us out to dinner every once in a while and come over and do this or let's play a game or something like that. Right. And we were just starting to kind of cultivate a, a, a couple friendship. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really have any, like, friends, like a single buddy friend in Mm -hmm. in Noonan at all. It was just Damon, uh, which was kind of hard. But my sister lived 15 minutes away. So it wasn't too bad. So it wasn't too bad. I hung out and chatted with my sister a lot. So I was okay that way. So I wasn't miserable. So, but then you got the job in California. Boom, we go out to California. And then, yeah, it's like you said, you started hanging out with uh, 
Phil. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I met a girl at work named Rachel. And right. Rachel became like a couple friend. Yeah. She was not part of a couple. No, she was single actually. She was single, but she was a friend to both Damon and I. We both liked yeah. her equally. Yeah. A- April met her first and kind of yeah. brought her into our our, our relationship our, essentially like, guess, as, yeah. a, as a mutual friend yeah. yeah and so i yeah i liked her too so we we would do things together again not not everything all the time but yeah you know. yeah we would uh but we would find ourselves like if we were going to be going to a movie we'd be like you want to invite rachel yeah I'll invite rachel right you know or if we were going to go skating we did that a lot we did you, you me and rachel went skating a lot yeah you know? and we would just like every once in a while be like you want to have dinner tonight or she would call us and be like hey guys want to meet me out for sushi you know things like that so she was a really good friend. And then uh, we moved. We moved to Florida. <laughs> Again. Again. And there we were. That's This time we were in Zephyr Hills, Florida. And my sister was five minutes away. And my mom was five minutes away. And I was ecstatically happy with that situation for a while. Then my mom started driving me crazy. But me and my sister still were best buds and hung out together. And uh, you were... <laughs> You were stuck all alone. Yeah. In the middle of fuck nowhere. I did a lot of gaming <laughs> in Zephyr Hills <laughs> because uh, that was that was it. There wasn't anything else going on. So yeah. yeah. Do stop it there? I yeah, got it. Pause it. Hello. We're back. Yes. All right. So anyway. So yeah, uh, you know, it's just I was I was gaming because I. Uh, just didn't really have any tight friends to hang out with. And pretty much the only people I ever ran into were the people that, uh, you know, in Zephyr Hills, when you would go hang out with your sister or your mom or both, or, yeah. or just the few odd jobs you had. And if you had like a company thing going on, I'd go there. So, yeah. So that was about it. But so the cat, the, the catalyst that led to probably one of the, the the, the best friendship I've ever had was I went to a hair salon in Zephyr Hills to get my hair dyed uh, bright pink. And the lady there um, gave me a hard time about it. And, uh, um, and they refused to do it because they were like, you'll regret it and we don't want to be responsible for it. And I'm like, I'm asking, I'm like, I'm giving you my money to dye my hair, Jesus Christ. So um, at the time I was, uh, taking belly dance lessons and there was a girl in my belly dance class named Bridget, whom I so, uh, nicely introduced myself to her by telling her I had a dog named Bridget. Um, and then, uh, she and I were kind of like, I think on email at that time, like, I I don't even think we had, I think we had MySpace maybe at that time. I don't know, but I think it was just mostly email and phone calls at that point. And um, I was told, David, I was like, I think there's a girl who does hair in, in Tampa. She's in my belly dance class, and I think she'll she'll do it. So I call her. I, f- I figure out who she is. Or No, I see her at the next belly dance class. She says, yes, I'll do it. So I'll call and make an appointment the next day. And then my hair, then that was like the first time I dyed my hair like 15 years ago. And I never looked back. So then uh, she and I started talking and hanging out. First, it was a melody dance class. 
then I introduced her to you, and she was dating a guy named Jason at the time that she was living with, and she introduced us to him, which we didn't really hang out with him, so it wasn't one of those couple friends things. Yeah, not really. No, it actually turned out to be a a single friend with us again, like the Rachel situation. So she was our friend, and like we, but what was interesting was, is like again, she had her own group of friends. She uh, the other day she described herself as the uh, if you have the the wheel the spoke the spoke yeah, the, she's the she spoke. can connect everybody together and that's pretty much true so she um started introducing us to her gaming friends because it's she was into D and so then that brought in your interest and you're like oh i love D D." right so then we then you kind of got introduced to her some of her friends and then that's the first time we encountered a problem with me having a problem with people you like yeah so there was a, a D&D campaign going on, and I was part of it. And this is before we figured out that I should just not be part of D&D campaigns. Um, it sounds good on paper, and then as soon as I start playing, it's it, it disintegrates into me being bored out of my brain. So um, there was this group, and I don't really remember the situation. I'm sure Bridget does. She's not sitting far away as we record this, but um, she's keeping her mouth shut. Um, but something happened, and I got sick of those people. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I want nothing. to There do were with some them. shenanigans. There were some on. shenanigans going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. There's some, some douchebaggery. Yeah, sure. I was getting sick of them. She was having problems with a couple of them, and so uh, the game was pulled. And Damon kind of pitched a little bit of a fit because he had no control over it whatsoever. Like he was in the middle of the game, having a great time, and boom, the game's over, and nobody consulted him. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well it was it was yeah. shitty it was shitty I, I, um, unfortunately it seems like I'll, i'm willing to put up with a lot of asshole activity just to just to game which isn't really healthy when you come down to it but right yeah but. i it was probably because i was so starved for, for uh, yeah for <laughs> human like, contact <laughs> yeah and your kind of friendships yeah so i had done that but then over the years we got to know bridget and bridget's friends and yeah. she kind of pulled us into her groups yeah so then your sister moved to uh the tampa st pete area and um you know, we kind of got, uh, we tried to hang out with her groups for a little while, but th- they were more into camping and stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't quite compatible with our interests. Right. And I'm more of a, like, like I said, my idea of roughing it is a Motel 6. Yeah. And I don't, um, I'm bougie. And I don't want anything to do with that. So we tried it a couple of times and I was like, you know, this is all good and fun. And even with Bridget, like Bridget had friends who were into like drum circles and going out and hanging out at the beach and sitting outside. And I just, I don't like the heat and the humidity and I have no interest in sitting around a campfire with bugs and all. Just fuck it. Yeah. No, I'm bougie. I want no part of it. We did have one successful venture that lasted for quite some time, and that was the Proud Pickers. That was, yes. That, that was, was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. I wish we could bring it back. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was all centered around, uh, you know, the uh, it was the idea of photobombing, I think, before people were even calling no, it. No, 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 it no, wasn't no, photobombing, no, no. was it? No, because what happened was, is Bridget was somewhere, and some guys were hamacking on her. And, oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. She it was, was trying a, to, it was to, an anti, yeah. Yeah, and she was trying to get him to leave her alone. Right. And so she just picked, she grabbed both of her nostrils, and she does this thing where she pulls them way out and, like, tilts her head back, you know, and... Uh, these guys were, I'm, I'm sure she won't be insulted for me to say she has large nostrils. And so she, 
And so it's quite effective. And so we, uh, we, she was telling me about it and I was laughing about it. And then it just kind of like the next time we were out, we were talking about it. And then we started picking in public and then we started picking each other's nose. And then we started like taking pictures, taking pictures. And then it became a thing. And then suddenly it, I was like, "Hey, I'll make a website." So yeah. I said, "That's when I first started making websites." Yeah, was so, the Proud Pickers website? Yeah, I remember because you used to sit and teach me the code and stuff. Be like, "Okay, this is how you do this to if you want this to happen and that sort of thing." And then, um, you know, it went from there. And then that was a group of people that we hung out with for a long time. Yeah, the proud there was a there was a core group of people that we hung out with for a long time. And then, um. Without a lot of detail, basically Bridget and I got into a huge row for some reason. I, I've talked to her about it. She's talked to me about it. We've made up. Um, but I, I really don't remember what a lot of it's about. Uh, she says she doesn't remember what a lot of it's about. It, it was just kind of, I think it was two strong personalities. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, and it, it was just one of those things. And so she and I quit hanging out and then she was hanging out with some uh, she had, like I said, she had plenty of friends cause she's, she's from Tampa. So that's what happened. Like we started talking to her and we're introduced to all her Tampa friends and connections. And that's how we met all of our friends and stuff out there. But then, um, she and I kind of had a huge row right about the time I started taking broadcasting classes. Right. So I, me and Bridget quit talking and she was off doing her thing. And then I started taking broad cla- broadcasting classes. And then I started, I made friends with Todd and I made friends with Phil. And then through Todd, we met Darlene and then through Darlene. Oh, and we met Colleen and Mark and Adam and all that. And that became a core group of people that we hung out with for the rest of the time that we were in Florida, which yep. was about two years. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Don't worry we'll cut about that it. Out. I guess we need to WD forty that door. Uh, yeah, we probably do. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then so, um, and then suddenly you got a job offer to come to Oregon. Yep. And mm. so when you got the job offer to come to Oregon, um, about that time, Bridget and I were starting to talk again. And <laughs> of course, of course, we were starting to talk again and kind of make amends and. You got the job offer to come here to Oregon. Well, it wasn't a job offer. It was a, a job transfer. Yeah, a job So you got the opening. job transfer. Yeah. And then here we were. We were in Oregon. And I'm going to let you go from there because all the friends we started with out here were your friends. Yeah, well, that's how we started anyway. Yeah, yeah like, much like the uh, California situation, we moved to Oregon. You didn't know anybody. So you were kind of left in the lurch, whereas I had started making acquaintances with the people at work here in Oregon. And so... You know, I we started with that, and I started getting uh, close with a particular coworker, and we started becoming pretty tight, and so that became my strongest friendship uh, for a while while we were when we first got here, and so we would do everything with this friend, and and their activities were the same activities we were doing, and so April was kind of brought along for the ride. Right. Uh. uh and uh, unfortunately, as much like with. Uh, with college, I was attracted to a strong personality type, and he was a very strong personality type. And, uh, and he was married to a woman with a strong personality. Yeah, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, unlike us, where we're April and I, I mean, we have some similarities when you, you know, you listen to the personality traits episode and you, you find those out. But uh, we, as far as being kind of outwardly aggressive, I'm not, and April is more. You know, whether she feels it or not, she projects it, and that's really yeah. what counts. Um, and so this other person was also the same way and there, 
your spouse was also the same way. So it was kind of a, it, it was an interesting thing where there was very strong personality types and then me yeah. and, 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 and they all clashed. And so, <laughs> yeah, we had to, we had to kind of and work we tried, through that. We, yeah, we, we tried to work through that. We tried gaming together. We actually, I got to say, as far as being adults, we were all very adult about it because right. we all attempted many different activities together to try to find common ground and it just it wasn't working work out and we all eventually it was just i think we just kind of slowly faded into quit hanging out yeah yeah but about that time i had gotten a job at the porn store in portland oregon right yep through this through this co-worker uh we talked to somebody who was at one of the clubs we went to one of the goth industrial clubs uh, and uh, talk to this person. This person says, hey, you want a job? And then so April... bringing a resume. Yeah, April brought in a resume, got a job at the porn store, and then became tight friends. Yeah, with uh, Drew. Yeah. And so this is generally when we talk about, like, groups of people, and you hear me refer to, like, groups that we hang out with in, Por- with in Portland, one of the groups we call the Drew Crew. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, pretty when Drew hears this, he's gonna his head's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty much Drew, and then everybody Drew knew is was we became friends with those people by association. People right. that would hang out, come to various parties and, and and clubs and bars and that sort of thing. And we became friends with other people as well. So, right. And yeah. then there's actually friends of those friends that we've made down yeah. the road. So Where's there's it? like an offshoot of that. So. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. There was that. And then, um, and that was a large group of people. Like, that's probably 20 to 25 people yeah. that. They, which we were talking about, kind of fell on this friendship gauge or, yeah. or range or, or how, I don't know how you want to. Yeah, it's, it's, I, a spectrum, I think is a good spectrum. word. I mean, I know it gets overused a lot in terms of other things like sexuality and that sort of thing, but there's also a friendship spectrum as well. You know, we say we're, we made friends with all these people, but at the same time, we're not saying these are people that we would hang out with every weekend or do every little thing with. I mean, right. you have those friends, you have those, uh, you know, a small group of friends that you're doing things with constantly. Then a group of friends that, uh, you know, the next, ring out you know of, of friends that you hang out with every occasionally and then there's those friends that are actually more acquaintances like yeah we know them we know what they're about if there's something really special going on we'll hang out with them or right. you know, if they have a special event or if you have a special event you invite them or they invite you and you right. show up but otherwise you might not see each other for months maybe longer you know yeah, yeah. and and finally the the people that you just kind of know like you recognize it's like hey you see them at the bar you yeah see them at it's the like same club hello you know hey how's it going you know idle chit chat and then after that nothing so that's not even a friend really right i guess acquaintances yeah yeah but there's definitely a spectrum there and so i think that larger drew crew was uh really a mix all across the board on that spectrum yeah because like like i would say for instance at the height of everything that when we were all hanging out um that all of those there was like a, probably about five people that were like ride or die and then the rest were kind of like i see them at the parties right and at the bar mm-hmm. um now like if i were to pick somebody out of the entire group and then i'm not i don't mean just like i know drew is the person i could knock on his door with with a bag of uh with a with a bunch of trash bags and duct tape and be like i have a body and he's like well let me get my jacket hold on That's you right. know he's that guy so you know, he's one of those people. And then everybody else is kind of like acquaintances. And then, of course, we've always been doing podcasts, you know. Right. I was doing podcasts back in 
Tampa and I did a podcast with the Drew crew here. And then I did a podcast with Christine. Now, Christine, who's a local comedian, um, is also somebody I met working with at KUFO when I first moved here. And she also worked at the porn store. So, right. so you met her several times. Right. And so she and I became kind of really, really tight there for a long time. And we were doing a podcast. You, you get really tight with people you do podcasts with. And then, um, you know, she moved away. Uh, so that kind of like, you know, then it becomes a, like we chat on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, the Drew crew and stuff, most of those guys, they've, they splintered because some of them were dating and they were, you know, in relationships and stuff and some people have moved away. And so yeah. we don't really hang out with those guys much anymore. Um, which is sad. We're actually about to have a party, which I'm really excited about. I'm bringing all my groups of friends together that I can. It's yeah. actually going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun or a lot of explosions or maybe both. Or maybe both. That, and I think this is why the term, this is why the subject friends came up because yeah. we're all talking about having this huge party. And then, uh, cut to the podcast. We meet, uh, Vash. Right. So the, we have a group of friends that we call the, the Vash crew because, Vash was the first person we met in that yeah, group. Yeah, he was actually a fan of the Freakin' Bitches show, which was our very first podcast. So right. that was, uh, you know, really an interesting point where we just happened to move into the same general area and and hooked Decided up with Vash. And then, yeah. yeah, then through him, all the all the friends he knew, some of the friends that he moved from Kansas to here and yep. and friends that they've made here. And so then he yeah. got married and then we met her friends and her family. And right. yeah, and then we made then we're, we're super tight with that group for, for a good long time. Yeah, um, I would say then in the past three years like and the reason we're talking about this is because um uh my best bud from back in tampa has moved to portland she's living with us and she's doing the exact same thing that all of the vash's friends from kansas did where they moved to from kansas to portland lived with vash for a little while and then went on and did their thing right and they brought their spouses and some of them got married while they were here and that we've got new spouses and friends through them. So then, um, but then they all go off and they live their lives and they all have their things going on. And then of course we move like a full hour away from them. So it makes it harder to get close, you know, to, to visit and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, life goes on. And then suddenly, uh, we, we have, uh, we took in a roommate, which was odd. A lot of people thought it was odd for us cause we didn't need to, but, he needed a place to stay. Super nice guy. Moved him in. He's turned out to be a super great friend. Right. Um, he's uh, he, not only is he really good to live with, but you know he's a gaming partner for Damon. Yeah, so which Damon, is nice. Yeah. Which is nice. So Damon has a gaming partner in the house. You know, which and like I said, it's nice to actually be friendly with the people you live with. And then Bridget moved in um, about three days ago, as of the recording of this show. So. It's uh, we got us a full house, yeah. And uh, we went from one kitty to six kitties and two ferrets, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a little hectic around here right now, but it's fun. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, but you know, coming back to the point of friendships and and relationship, I think f at least in Oregon, we've finally gotten to a stable point with our our friendships uh, mixing with our relationship, yeah. where. You know, we've, you know, we have, we had a little bit of a trial and error period at the very beginning, but now we're at a point where you and I can make friends that we kind Those of intuitively like, yeah. know that the other person's going to be okay with, you yeah, know, and that's, yeah. and that's the key is, is. Uh, those relation, those uh, personality clashes are, are 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 much less than they used to be. I think. Yeah, yeah it's just hard though sometimes being like. 
it's uh it and and the thing is is it has to be kind of a similar relationship that damon and i have it has right. to be a guy who's usually a stronger personality and the wife doesn't care that he is friends with women yeah whereas damon is not doesn't care that he's friends with or that i'm friends with men because i tend to friend the men and then the, the women come with and the <laughs> women come with and i become friends with them i mean because some of those relationships like vash and his wife we vacationed with them yeah you know? so there's it's obvious i mean i can be friends with a woman obviously but you know i'm an asshole most of the time so. <laughs> Yeah. Most I, of the time, guys are the only ones that can put up with my shit. And Bridget, yeah. Bridget can put up with my shit for some reason. But. Yeah. There's, it, it's just, you're, you're an unusual woman. And I think that puts a lot of other women off because they expect other women to be like them and that they do typical womenly things, stereotypical womenly I things. Guess. I don't even know how to yeah. classify yeah. it without sounding sexist. But, uh, oh, you're a I know. A total misogynist. But, uh, yeah, there's some, some quality that in this, sounds odd or awful or whatever you want to call it that you don't have as a woman that <laughs> that that puts other women off or you don't either you don't have or have too much of i, I it's hard to it's hard to qualify it but it's 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 something that other women seem to sense and go like you know that then you're at odds so yeah they don't want to be around and that, and that has caused problems you know i mean not yeah. big problems but just just problems where it's like eh, we just can't hang out with these people anymore because you clash with the other women That's not yeah but that hasn't really been a problem in oregon yeah. Yeah, that hasn't been a problem in Oregon at all. But so yeah, it's it's an interesting problem, and it's uh, I don't know. Friends are uh, very important. I, I don't know, important to uh to me. I like I like a large, I like a large group of of. I I don't know. I, I went through a really bad depression where I wasn't hanging out with a lot of people, but as a general rule, I like a large support group. You know. Yeah. Like well, and. You know, if you have a large group of people, that means and I a mean lot emotionally, of, you know, yeah, if you have a large group of people, you have a lot of diverse interests, which means if you feel like doing X, you know, the friends that will do X with you. Right. And yeah. then there's you want to do Y. There's a, maybe a different group of friends that will do Y with you. And right. it's almost rare that it's going to be the same friends that are going to do all the th same things you want to do, which it's, brings us to what we're going to be doing on my birthday. Yes, we're yes. bringing all the friends together. We're bringing like the Drew crew friends together. We're bringing uh, the Vash crew friends together, and I even invited the auxiliary friends of those friends as well. Right. And then on top of that, Bridget already has friends that she knew here in Portland, and um, so they're coming. Yeah. And so on April twentieth, which is four twenty, yeah, my birthday, and it's going to be Bridget's welcome party to have all the friends meet all the friends yeah and become friends i guess well i don't know let's that, hope for not too many fireworks that's yeah <laughs> thinking those friends will become friends you know they'll they'll acknowledge each other i think yeah. i mean you can't just yeah force well, people together but well but, yeah but, but they'll know you know and and some of them already have met and and, yeah. and they're they're aware you know well it's just all about networking right like, it, yeah it can yeah. be i mean in, in some cases interesting friendships do occur like for yeah. example uh our roommate is really good friends with a friend of a friend of a friend so you know, bash has his kansas friend james and then james met chris at work at nike right and now chris is really good friends with Corey, who was our roommate and so you know what actually i think yeah. chris and shanae were friends with uh vash first they were yeah 
Oh, oh, your friend, oh, Vash before, uh, before oh, James, yeah. Did they, and then they got, and they, they got James his job. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think then they introduced them to James and then uh, okay. he helped James get his job. Well, either way, I, I mean, whatever, but wh- whatever, but it's kind of but interesting it's, yeah, it's, yeah. that how those friendships can translate. So we were, you know, a third friend removed. We're now good friends with, yeah. you know. And we'll like too. also third friends removed, Chris and Shanae, we met them through, Vash, but now they yeah. come to our house every Wednesday for gaming. Yeah. And on top of that, our roommate Corey works with Shanae, who games with, you know, so it, it all it itself, all ties together. It all yeah. ties together. Yeah. So it's really Yoder nice. from the Drew Crew, you know. Yoder from the Drew Crew comes to that Wednesday night game. So that's how he's met some of the people that have known through the mm-hmm. Vash crew. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's all. Um, yeah, yeah. These, they can mix. It's, yeah, yeah, they mix and they mix well. Yeah. So uh, we're lucky. We have a lot of good support all the way around us, I guess. Yeah. So. Can't complain about that. I no. don't know how to end this on a on a harsh note. I've ended every show on like something sinister. Uh, well, and... here I'll do it. Okay. I don't know how all these people are friends with such assholes like us. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me twenty. <laughs>